You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Piston Podcast, recorded today on the 16th of August, 2020. It's the last one. It is the last episode of the first series of the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts. We've had listeners all around the globe, loads of listeners. I didn't expect this response, actually. It's been mind-blowing, and it's been quite a joy to do, actually. Uh, Even throughout lockdown, I've been doing it in my bedroom. But yeah, this is the end. This is the last episode. But it's not the end of the podcast itself, because there is going to be a second series. I can announce that with pleasure, Series 2 will commence on the 6th of September, later on this year, Um, and then we'll have another-ish 20 episodes. I've got a guest lined up for Episode 2, I've got a guest lined up for Episode 3. Series 2 is going to be better than ever, and I might change it up a little bit, so it's not going to be the exact same format. I can probably say that. I might change it up a little bit. But yeah, this is the last episode, and I wanted to make it quite special. I've got a lot of things to talk about in this show. Yesterday I went to Alton Park, so I'll be discussing that in a little bit. Um, I've got a new phone, blah, 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 blah. Lots of interesting things. And you may have guessed by the title, um, I am reviewing a Morgan. It's a very special car. I do like Morgans. And the top ten list this week Um, is track cars so yeah it's going to be fantastic but anyway you may record you may sort of see that i'm recording this podcast today when the podcast is actually meant to be out and there is a good reason for that because normally i record the podcast on friday and it comes out on a sunday well this weekend's been a little bit different because friday i got a new phone uh, which i'll talk about later on got carried away saturday went to walton park got carried away and then Saturday evening I got home and thought, ah, oh, I was meant to do a podcast, wasn't I? Um, so in old Daniel's style, the final episode of the first series is late. So I'm recording this, uh, <laughs> it's about 11 hours overdue. But it doesn't matter because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm the runner of this uh, podcast and I make the rules. So if you are listening to this podcast, sorry about the delay. I'm sure you've all been really heartbroken by it. But it is here, so stick around for the next half an hour or so. Could be more, could be less. You never know. It's a joy of podcasting. Because we're going to be discussing a lot of things. Don't forget, if you'd like to be a guest on the Piston Podcast, or you have some topics, you've got a motoring question, then you can get in contact. Email thepistonpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can contact me, and you can follow me, by the way, on social media, that's Instagram and Twitter, uh, blah, blah, blah at DanielCars05. There's a lot of things on there. I post a lot. What I do, behind the scenes of the Piston Podcast things, uh, motoring random topics, and just just things I get up to, really. So if you're into that sort of stuff, God forbid, then follow me on social media at DanielCars05, because there's a lot of stuff on there. I go live on Instagram every now and then, so that's exciting. But yeah, do that. Do all of the other bits. Subscribe to the Piston Podcast, um, so you stick around for what's coming in Series 2. Because a lot is coming. Um, more guests, obviously. I love doing guests. It's a joy. More little car reviews. And hopefully I'll do a bit more roaming, where I record a bit out of my homemade studio and do a bit at shows and stuff like that. Maybe. It's a bit of a plan. We just have to stay tuned, really. But we're going to get on with the show, and then we'll get a bit more sobby later on. 
uh, soppy, not sobby, soppy later on. Um, and let's just let's kick off with some motoring topics because a lot of stuff has gone on. And for the first time ever, I'm going to be talking about these topics. It's, it's actually going to be relevant because normally I talk about the topics on the Friday and then by the Sunday everybody knows about them already. So I don't blame you if in the past you've skipped about five minutes because I probably would as well. The first topic is Jeep has teased the new Grand Wagoneer. Don't know what the Grand Wagoneer is. I probably should do. Um, <laughs> is there a picture? I can probably have a look on my computer screen in front of me. Um, Jeep Wagoneer. Let's have a look. Yeah, there's the typical teased images, which is just a picture of a little badge and what looks like a bit of a gear knob. That is it. How can you make out a car from those ridiculous pictures? There's nothing in it. It reminds me of Porsche a few years ago. BMW have done it as well. They've um, announced the new M3 Touring, haven't they? And they've just literally posted a picture of the car in the dark. So thanks, Beamer. That's very... um, Yeah, it's much appreciated. The new American hypercar uh, is coming, and it's called the Hyperion XP1. And it promises a top speed of 220 miles per hour and 1,000 miles of range. Wow. The future is starting to look excellent. It really is. Electric cars are storming through the market. $2.1 million COVID-19 relief money has been used to buy a Kia Stinger, a yacht, and a house. Okay. Right. Uh, That's not very good, is it? But we'll move on. uh, All of Nicola's revenue last quarter... uh, God, this is really written badly. And... Uh, by installing solar panels for chairman. So that's all $36,000 of it. That is not good. I got it in the end. I understand it a bit now. Jaguar will now sell you a fully restored E-Type for a lot of money. Um, That's what they've put here. A lot of money. I saw an E-Type yesterday when I was at Alton Park. It's gorgeous. I always forget how lovely they are. Really, really exquisite. I describe it as. It's really nice. Uh, the 2018 Vanquish Zagato Coupe is the most beautiful car you'll see today. Uh, this is from Drive Tribe. Um, wow. So, even with the drop dead gorgeous looks and a 99 unit build limit, failed to sell at auction. It's not very good. It's probably just really expensive because these Zagatos are like millions of pounds. So, it's probably that. But yeah. By the way, I got all of this car news from drivetribe.com, so do have a look. If you have a dog, if you hear a dog barking in the background, it'll be my dog. So I do apologise. It's the beauty of home podcasting. You probably hear in the background. That's not very good. It's better than a few weeks ago when my brother stormed into my room, forgot that I was recording a podcast. That wasn't very good. But anyway, we'll we'll jog on. Tesla teases its new compact car made in China. The question is: Is this a rival for the Volkswagen ID3? Just gonna have to wait and see, I suppose. I did see this on Twitter, and it it looks interesting, as with all Chinese cars. But I guarantee it'll sell quite well. I think it's about three to four thousand pounds converted from Chinese money. But yeah, it's it's interesting to be honest. Ford has teased a new Heritage Edition, uh, and this is for the GT40. Um, and I've got a picture, and you can't. So I, I and you haven't. So I can't really uh, ask you what you think. But yeah. Let me know on social media what you think of that. I think it looks interesting. But these Heritage Editions, are they any good? That is the question. And is there actually a point? Because, oh, my dog. I wish he wouldn't bark. Daisy. Miniature Labradoodle. But, well. (laughs) Um, Moving on. Jaguar Land Rover announces new system designed to reduce car sickness. Now, if you're like me and you get sick in the car, then you're in luck. Now, I've always 
struggle with car sickness and stuff like that. So that is fantastic. That's really, really good. Now, uh, there's been a few systems like that before and it just hasn't really worked. So I'm hoping that Jaguar Land Rover, their system is actually going to work. I wish my dog would stop barking. My parents aren't stopping her. That's really annoying. Um, Cadillac Lyric will undercut rivals by thousands. So General Motors' latest EV plans on winning over buyers and their wallets, which I have to wait and see because Cadillac seems... They, they say that they're going to sell really well, but then they never do, really. Uh, Bugatti Chiron has collided with a Porsche 911 in Switzerland, and Mercedes and a camper van were also involved. That is not good, my dog. Oh my god! I'll tell you what. I'm going to cut here. Cut this. But I don't normally do this, and I'm going to go have a. I'm going to tell my dog politely to stop barking. I'll be back in a minute. There we go. My dog is not barking anymore. I am back with more car news. <laughs> I hate doing that. I hate cutting in podcasts because it just it make takes me off track. But hopefully, we'll be all right now. So this Bugatti and Porsche 911 crash in Switzerland. I saw a video of it, um, like the aftermath, on Instagram. I think it was, and wow. That is a very that's a very expensive crash. A Mercedes, a Bugatti, and a Porsche, and a campervan. But we'll include the campervan. Yeah, that's that's really not good, and the owners must be absolutely. Oh gosh, and the press wouldn't help either. He'd just be scrolling one day through Drive Tribe, and he'd just see his car there crashed. That is not good. Anyway, Ford has halted deliveries of the Cougar uh, PHEV, which is uh, something hydrogen electric vehicle. I think it is. Uh, I'm not sure. Is it, is it or is it hybrid? Or oh, it might be hybrid EV. I'm not sure. I probably should know that. So this is due to concerns of overheating battery packs. The company has temporarily halted deliveries of the new plug-in hybrid. There we go. Uh, electric Cougars. Um, so yeah, not good. If you wanted one of them, then you might have to wait. Toyota is ready to rumble against the D-Max. I think this is a Mercedes, isn't it? Uh, my no, it's the Isuzu. Sorry, D-Max Mercedes. What am I thinking? That's a that's a V-Class, isn't it? But yeah, um, interesting, very interesting. Uh, a better late than never. Uh, no, sorry, I read the title wrong. Better late than never. Kia releases the 2020 Cadenza Cadenza pricing. So the base trim level starts at thirty-seven thousand uh, dollars. I've got a picture here, and I think it's another SUV, which is not very good. Anyway, we'll move away from car news a bit. We might come back to it later on. Uh, that's if I run out of conversation. But I just like to talk about my new phone because I've had my iPhone 7 for about two and a half years now, and the past year and a half, maybe a bit more, it's been hell, really. It's been absolutely hell. So I've got my 7. Where is it? My 7 is here. Let me just grab it. Um, basically, the problem I've had with it is the battery life. The battery life is just absolutely dry. I know this is not podcast piston related, but we'll talk about it anyway. It's just not been very good in the camera, especially for taking pictures of cars. Um, it's good, but it's hardly impressive. So I was like, I need an upgrade. So I've been looking for absolutely months at deals online, and I finally found one. I've been looking at 11s and realised they're way too expensive. Uh, I've been looking at X XRs and stuff like that. And then eventually I've ended up with this. I've got it in front of me here. It's the iPhone SE, the new iPhone SE 2020. And I've got it in red. And I took it to Alton Park yesterday, which I've still got yet to talk about. And the camera on it is mind-blowing. Like, I've just got it here, and I'm going to go on photo. And I can see the audacity thing in front of me moving. And it's just so responsive. And I recorded a YouTube video yesterday, which will be out later on, uh, in 4K, near 4K. And it just 
did it so well, and the battery life is so good. So if you're after a budget phone, I know this isn't car related, but if you're after a budget phone, then I can highly recommend the SE. I posted a picture of it on uh, social media, so you can have a look at it there. But anyway, we'll move away from that. I want to talk about Alton Park. I've been dying to talk about this. So uh, a few weeks ago, I was looking through some events on Facebook, because I was like, I'm really bored. We need to take the family out and go somewhere. And eventually, I found um, this motorbike racing at Alton Park, and it's the No Limits Club Racing uh, 600s and 1000s and Ducatis and stuff like that, retro bikes. And it was about... 32 quid for a teenager, two adults, and a kid, a child. Uh, 32 quid is really not bad for a day at the track. It starts at 9am and then ends at 6. Uh, and it was absolutely superb. We went there for the whole thing and it just didn't get boring. Um, I've got a video actually on my, my fancy SE. Shall I try and play it through the microphone and just hope it doesn't make a disgusting noise? Um, let me turn the volume up a bit and then I'll. you can try and hear the bikes going by. That is amazing. <laughs> Hopefully you heard that. But, oh my god. The, these are all... Well, they're really fast bikes. I can't really talk much about them because I'm not an, ep I'm not an expert on motorbikes, but I just like them. Um, I recorded a YouTube video, by the way, so a full YouTube video will be out on my channel uh, later on tonight. So if you head to my social media, at DanielCarzo5, another plug, uh, then it'll be on there later on this evening, hopefully. And it's about 15 minutes, and it's all very pro. Um, but yeah, it's an absolutely fun day of racing, uh, of watching racing, rather. I wish. I, actually, I say I wish I was racing them. I don't, because it must have been so terrifying. There's a few slides, which is to be expected. Air ambulance was uh, sent out on the track. wasn't very good at that one. Um, a few people off the track and stuff like that. A slide right in front of me. That was quite daunting, but you know that's just what you get with motorsport, I suppose. Um, it was just very exciting, and it just really gets your blood pumping, if you know what I mean. Um, really exciting. One of the highlights of the day, um, away from the motorbikes, obviously, which is the main part. Um, I got to drive the car, um, Fiat Panda 100 HP. So you know. Every teenager in the world is constantly begging to drive their parents' car and stuff like that. And when you get to a very, very empty field or a car park or a bit of land, you're dying to have a go. Um, so I did. I went. We went in the Fiat Panda, and I just did loops around this massive field, uh, changing gear and everything. I'm such a pro. And <laughs> it's in first gear, right? And I put the foot, uh, put my foot flat to the floor, and I did a little wheel spin. And I was like, ooh. Such a pro. But yeah, car's very nice. Um, we took that to Walton Park. A bit more appropriate than taking the diesel Renault, I suppose. But yeah, the whole day was just really, really fun. YouTube video will be out. There's pictures on my Instagram. Um, is there? No, there isn't. Not not just yet. Not loads. They're on my Twitter uh, at the moment and on my Facebook. But yeah, you can have a look there. Um, but yeah, it was superb. I'd have a look if I were you, because Alton Park, they're really COVID-ready. Really COVID-ready. They're limited numbers, so there's only about trying to think of any people who are there. Not many at all. I'm not going to do a head count because I'd be guessing forever. But yeah, they were really COVID ready. Um, the hand sanitizers, stations everywhere. And it's just very good. It makes you feel safe. And that's what you want. And so yeah, it was a fun day. Absolutely fun day. But yeah, it's really, really good. Um, I think we should move on to do the car review now. Don't you? This is the final car review of series one. So it's got to be something special, hasn't it? 
and this time I'm going to be doing the Morgan three-wheeler because it's a very special car. You can pick one up between £33,000 and £40,000, which is a lot of money. That's one of the cons I've written down. We'll come to them later on. Uh, engine is a 2-litre V-twin engine, which is mad. Uh, Rear-wheel drive. That engine produces 82 horsepower, which may sound dismal, but in a car that's a three-wheeler, power to the back wheels, very light, only half a tonne, it's pretty mad. It's got a Mazda 5-speed gearbox, uh, torque 140 newton meters, MPG 30 MPG, which for a track car is it's all right to be honest. I saw somebody took their Panda 100 HP um, on the track and they were getting 19 MPG, which is not very good. On the road you get about 40, but yeah. Not to 60 is six seconds. Top speed 115 miles per hour, and as I said, it just weighs 525 kilograms. That is not a lot. That's not a lot at all. That's really light, in fact. Not like pick it up light, but that's really light. CO2 emissions, 215 grams per kilometre. Obviously, it's a two-seater. Um, it's it's not, you know, you buy a track car, you're not going to want to do the school run in it or anything like that. So there we go. Rivals consist of the Caterham 7, Aerial Atom, uh, KTM Crossbow, and the BSA. BSA? BAC Mono, not BSA. What am I thinking? BAC Mono. There's loads more. Uh, like the Aerial Nomad and stuff like that. It's weird, though, because people say the Aerial Nomad is a track car. I've always seen it as a bit of an off-roader, but it isn't really. So, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know why I see it like that. I don't know. It's like a childish vision. Um, but, yeah. Pros and cons for the Morgan three-wheeler. Pros. It's fun. It's quirky. People will look at you and go, wow, what is that car? And it looks old as well. It's British built. It's all built in the Morgan factory from parts of abroad. Uh, but we'll gloss over that. The built in Britain. Cons, uh, it's expensive for the use it's going to get, let's face it, it's only going to go out a couple of times a year, down to Donington or something like that. So yeah, turning circles not very good, as demonstrated by Richard Hammond in Top Gear when he went to a petrol station, he's doing about a million point turn. And obviously it's not practical, it's not a practical car at all, but it's a track car, isn't it? Now I've sat in a few track cars. When I went to do the car review with Matthew, my friend, for our YouTube channel, All Things Auto, a few weeks ago, on the McLaren 570S in the Abarth, he has also has a Xenos E10, and I had to sit in that, and wow, it's hardly any padding. He took the windscreen off and everything, just to try and uh, feel a bit tracky. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a mad car, it's bonkers in fact, but yeah. Uh, now, if the, uh, by the way, Morgan 3 wheel, I'm going to give it a Piston Podcast rating, of 4 out of 5. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5, which is one of the lower ratings. I do think it's fantastic. But it's a track car. You're not going to use it often. What I would do, personally, if you want to have fun on the track, instead of spending nearly £40,000, I'd just spend £500 on, say, a Citroen Saxo or something. Or something really, really budget. And just strip out the seats, tune the engine a little bit, do some little bits and bobs to it, and just rag it to death. If you crash it, then it's not the end of the world. I say it's not the end of the world. It's it's not the end of the world as much as it would be if you crashed a Morgan three-wheeler. Wouldn't be very good, and the Morgan family would hate you. But yeah, um, I'd probably do that, to be honest. I'm going to give it a four out of five, which is very honest of me. But yeah, if that car isn't for you, and you want another track car, say, for example, I doubt you do, but if you do, then I'm going to give you a top ten list of track cars, even though it's completely pointless. But this is proper boffin territory now. So at number 10 is the Xenos E10, which I just talked about earlier. At number 9 is the Westfield Sport 250. At number 8 is the Lotus 311. At number 7 is the Elemental RP1. 
And number six is the Dallara Stradale, which I saw at Goodwood, I think, last year. Interesting. At number five is the Morgan three-wheeler. Mm-hmm. And at number four is the BAC, not BSA, Mono. At number three, final three now, it's the Aerial Nomad. At number two, inevitable, it's the Caterham 7310R. Caterhams are just going to appear in this list, aren't they? And at number one, would you like to take a guess for number one? Best track car? I'll give you a few seconds. No, you're wrong. It's the Aerial Atom 4. You could be right, but I'm just making it up. Aerial Atom 4, which is impressive. Um, I'm sure you've seen Jeremy Clarkson's face when he drove the Aerial Atom millions of years ago. Um, yeah, it rips your face to pieces. Um, it's it's an interesting car. really is. As with all track cars, really, I don't massively get the point, but there's still part of me that sees them and I think, oh, they're cool. Like, I, there's a few Caterhams that live near me and they just race by... And then just, it sounds like a warplane. It's fab. Anyway, my way or highway, this is a segment where I talk about a road. And you can either take my road, which is my way, or you can just bog off and take the highway, I suppose. So, I've changed it up a bit this week. It's not actually a road. It's a racetrack, because these are track cars. And you can either take the racetrack, or you can just take the highway and be boring. So this week, it's Alton Park, which is just... You you sort of saw it coming, really, because I went there yesterday, and I always forget how lovely of a track it is. It's probably one of the best in the UK, I think. So, it's located in Tarpoli, uh, in Cheshire, all the footballers live, and me. Uh, Crowds up to 35,000 people, Uh, not when I went yesterday, obviously, because it was limited for COVID, or Ronavirus, as I now call it, Rona. Uh, It hosts fantastic events like the British Touring Car Championships, BTCC, Superbikes, and etc. The list goes on. All sorts of motorsport going on there. They do the Enduro car racing there as well when they race the endurance Ford cars or Ford KAs. It's a Ford car, but some people call it KAs, the weird people. But yeah, they host a lot of nice things and not for, for a lot for not a lot of money. It's there we go. It's it's affordable if you know what I mean, and it's it's a day full of fun. So if you live near a racetrack, any racetrack, now just head there because it's just so good. And if you can take your car around the track. It's normally a lot, not a lot of money. Like, we had a look. You can take your car on Alton Park for as little as 30 quid. Now, that's good. But it starts getting expensive when you crash. So just try not to crash. Uh, Alton Park is 2.692 miles long, which is very accurate, isn't it? Um, I'm sure there's been, like, men that just walk around it and just measure it. But, yeah, it's really good. And, to be honest, it's not super safety mad. Obviously, it's got the safety barriers and stuff like that. But you're still fairly close. Closer than would when then then you would be at say like Spa or something like that. So yeah, oh, it's a smaller track than Spa, so obviously, but yeah, Alton Park is a joy. It really is. Even if you're not going around it, you just watch, and you're not going to get bored. I mean, I was there for nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, two, three, four, five, six. I was there for about nine hours yesterday, and it was epic. It really was epic. And if you're a kid, then you'll like it especially because if the car park's quiet, you can have a little razz of your parents' car. So that is good. But anyway, that is uh, that. The top ten list, my highway, and the Piston Podcast pick of the week. The last one for Series 1. Who knows? I'd enjoy it if I were you, because maybe some of these segments, they might not be around for Series 2. They might be. I think they probably will. But who knows? The changes that will come, that will commence next series. Uh, let's just carry on a bit with the car news, and then we'll call it a day for this series, which is very sad. It's going to be very emotional, I'm sure. Uh, and then I need to go down and have a bit of Sunday lunch because I'm starving. Um, watch, a McLaren P1 slowly crashes into a curb. Um, have I got audio, do you, do you think? Shall I have a little look? 
Uh, <laughs> this is not a nice sight. No, it's a GIF. Oh, I thought it was a video, though. I'd play it for you, and you could hear it. McLaren P1 into a curb. That is not good. Uh, not straight on into a curb. He sort of did a turn around like this curb, obviously, and he just sort of clipped it. What's up with these hypercars? They're all being ruined by morons that just have too much money and more girlfriends than sense. It's just not right, really. They're going to the wrong people. Now, this is very exciting, and I wouldn't mind discussing this a bit, because I discuss this a lot, I'm sure, and people get bored of me talking about this. Electric cars. Now, the Hyundai Kona, this has been huge news, sets the new electric car range record. So, it says here, range anxiety may be soon be a thing of the past. Now, it reached around 620 miles. An electric car. An affordable-ish electric car. 620 miles. That's really good. Now, people say, oh, I need to charge your car. It's going to take too long. So once you've done this 620 miles, then you're stuffed. But, to be honest, if you want to do more than 620 miles in a go, then just don't buy an electric car just yet. That's what I would say. But you could easily buy, say, a 150-mile range car. You could buy, like, a Honda E or something and take it hundreds of miles through Europe. You could easily do it. Because a fast charge from 0 to 80, I think, takes just half an hour now in these fast superchargers. So, think of it this way, right? No human in the world, I don't think, is capable of travelling more than around 150 miles without stopping for a toilet break. Now, or, or even a food break, or just to stretch your legs. I mean, we stop every 70, 80 miles-ish. Um, so... Yeah, that's just the reality of things. So think of it this way, right? You drive 70 miles, which is 50% of the battery, along the motorway. Think about 65, which is about right, so you'll be alright for range. And then you stop for 15 minutes. You fast charge, and that 15 minutes will top up that extra half of the battery you've just used. And then you're back at full range. So if you pull over every, like, every time you've used 50% of your battery, it'll only take around 15, 20 minutes for your car to charge back up again. That's really good. And people say, I don't want to be waiting around. So, don't. Just have a walk. Have an explore. Don't be so boring and sit in your car. Or listen to music. I don't know. It's just a thought. We're on Saturday, this Saturday coming up. 22nd, I think. We're driving to Cornwall. Um, I just want to talk about this as well. Um, Moving away from the electric cars. We're going to Cornwall, right? We're going to Penzance. Should be lovely. Hopefully it's not too busy. Um, we booked it well, well before COVID was a thing, like end of last year. So we had no clue this would happen, uh, unfortunately. Otherwise, things probably would have been indifferent. Um, but yeah, normally we would take our big family Renault Scenic family car, which is a 1.5 diesel, 110-ish horsepower. It's quite plush. That's all it's good for, really. It's quite comfy. It's not exciting. But this time we're going to change it up a little I think it's not definite yet but it's 99% because we want to take bicycles this year two bikes so we can do a bit of cycling around Cornwall, avoids us taking the car around really and we've only got roof bars for our Fiat Panda 100HP you can see where this is going so basically me my dad have managed to sort of convince my mum into agreeing that we should take the Panda to Cornwall, so that's four people all seats occupied four seater and a dog and luggage in the back, as much as you can fit in the back of a panda, and two bikes on the roof. It's going to be hectic. I'm going to try and film it for YouTube as much as I can. If I don't, I'm sorry, but I'm going to try my best. I'll be on social media as well. I'll be social media, social media mad on Tuesday. There we go. Spit it out. 
Um, so yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. Maybe not exciting, but interesting. Because when you get to Cornwall, the Panda will be the perfect car. No doubt. It'll be sublime. But the Renault along the journey will just be a bit a bit nicer. But we're going to change it up, I think, this year. So, yeah, that's going to be exciting. You're not going to hear about that holiday until Series 2 happens. Because this is the end. This is going to be the outro now. So, um, stick around, really, is all I'm going to say. Series 2 is going to be fantastic. Series 1 has been a blast. Thank you to all of the guests I've had um, this past few weeks. It's been really really enjoyable we've had my friend Matthew on twice we've had Manav we've had Noel we've had Craig we've had Charlie uh must be a few others I think that might be it but thank you to all of the guests we've had on this uh this uh, series if you want to be a guest then do email the piston podcast at gmail.com um email me what you do what you'd like to talk about a bit about yourself and 99% you can come on the podcast I'm quite generous with that but yeah all that remains for me to say, this reminds me of when I was finishing up my radio show for the last time back in October last year. That was very sad. Probably had a little cry afterwards. But this isn't the end. We'll be back in a few weeks. I think there's about two Sundays with no podcast and then we'll be back on the 6th of September. So remember to subscribe to the Person Podcast. Give it a positive review, please. Follow me on social media at DanielCarzo5 and stay safe. Enjoy your summer holidays. Have lots of fun. Be kind to one another. And I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast.